You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show. Just me, Clancy Overall, this week for today's interview. Errol is in isolation. He keeps things pretty quiet when it comes to his romantic life, but it turns out Errol does have a new flame, and uh, she's come up on the ice road, Burke, Kanamala to Batuta. The local authorities actually found out before that she'd come from Mildura. So, I mean, their little dirty weekend was exposed, and uh, they're both in isolation now, and she's looking at big fines, big fines. Possible jail time for the... Um, for Errol's new filly, probably not a front page because she's not an African teenager. So she's... um, She's not? Nah, she's not. Nah, that was his ex. (laughs) (laughs) And today's guest, rapper, writer, actor, and now... uh, African teenager now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, African teenager, when this album drops, he'll get a front page and they will be declaring him enemy of the state. (laughs) Did they put a question mark on that? <laughs> no, 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 that would have been better. <laughs> like, was that enemies of the state? Enemies of the state. Are, we don't back this headline. It's red hot. Yeah. Enemies of the state. Enemies of the state. <laughs> Briggs, thank you for joining us. You're also now, and we'll get into this, a children's book publisher. Illustration. Yeah, I had the biggest um, kids book in the country at a point. Me and Bluey. Yeah, your that is... Stiff competition too because Bro. that's a cult. Bro, he's got a TV show. Like I can't compete with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only on TV sometimes. <laughs> I'm only part of a TV show. Yeah. I'm only like a little bit. Like I'm not it's not the Briggsy show, is it? No, no. It's um it's Pickering Feet B- Briggs. Yeah. But I guess um And then even like disenchantment, like I'm only like a little bit. Little bit. I mean, yeah, some would argue that it's your show and Matt Groening's just helping out. Bless him despite the fact that he's producer and creator. <laughs> he's a big old dirty creator. <laughs> Children's book, author, you know what I mean? What is the name of your book? We'll plug it from the top. Um, our Home, Our Heartbeat. So yeah. make sure you, if you've got kids or thinking about having kids or trying to practice, or yeah. even if you know some kids. Or you're rooting. Yeah. Just yeah. get a just get a, um, get a book just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. one, you know, break in case of emergency. Our Home, Our Heartbeat is in theme with a song you released a couple of years ago, is that is that yeah. the guy you did a song with Archie Roach? Yeah, we did. Um, the the children came back, mm-hmm. like a sequel to. They took the children away, which was like you know, again, that was all about celebrating um Indigenous heroes, and that's what this book is about. Yeah. It's about to celebrate Indigenous heroes and all the contributions to various industries and platforms that Blackfellas have have had over the last you know couple hundred years. Now, we've seen um, in the last, I mean, I guess the last couple of years, social media's obviously changed the news cycle a lot for a lot of black kids at home. They're seeing a lot more stuff that they wouldn't have seen on Triple M or <laughs> Channel 7 growing up. Um, but, yeah, what were the heroes that you saw just immediate that were you were exposed to, other than, you know, what your parents are telling you? Yeah. I think, like, for me, like, being a a black kid, it's like it's all sports, right? Gavin Wanganeen, you know, championship, bomber. Brownlow medalist and and that and then it's like you know Kathy Freeman mm-hmm. obviously yeah so it's it's always Lionel Rose mm-hmm. even though, like that was way before my time but you heard about him <laughs> yeah Lionel Rose could bash people it's like <laughs> that's pretty sick put yeah. that on my wall yeah yeah and I guess like black families we just love to see black followers mm-hmm. win yeah that's always been a um, mainstay Jonathan Thurston come along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like a, another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another goat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2015 feels like it was a, a pinnacle it, at that point. And, you know, there's constantly records are being broken. But, you know, to have two NRL teams in the grand final with two black captains was um, a big moment for, um, yeah. you know, sports. You know, there's, it, it becomes a thing of like, you know, even where I'm from, I, I, I talked to this today, you know, where we're from, the – our family from the Cumbra Mission, like right on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. From that mission, you've got the Sapphires, mm-hmm. William Cooper, Sir Doug Nichols, who was like a championship footballer, and also uh, um, you know the first gov- uh, a governor of um, South Australia. Yeah, right. Jimmy Little, who was a pop star. Mm-hmm. We've also got like Tony Briggs mm-hmm. and a gang of other footballers, David Wirrapunda, etc. It's like at what point? 
does that stop being an anomaly? Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> when there's so many, yeah, it's, it's like, like it's kind of weird now. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like because like you know, obviously like like there's me as well. Yeah, and then there's Deborah Cheatham, like who's an opera singer. So mm. there's all these other and a lot more than sport. Yeah, mm. that's what I mean. Like there's yeah. there's all these different levels. Yeah, of of, of achievement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like from this one little mission. Yeah, and it's like at what point are they no longer outliers? Yeah. And now this is. This is the norm. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is no. This is just what happens here. Yeah. We, we create. Mm. Like this is in the DNA of this place. Yeah, I mean, do, do, I mean, obviously that's your people, and your people uh, ha- have proven themselves in all fields, as you have technically. You know, across the board, you've proven yourself not just a rapper. I haven't seen you play sports, so I'll rule that one out until no, I let's see just it. Talk, let's talk to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, I could have been a world beater, mate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Slipped a disc in my back. I could have been anything. The, the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> The Melbourne Storm came to my to my school, yeah, and and they they let me tackle the bags, yeah, yeah, and and they really wanted me to continue to do that, yeah. But I, I told my old man about it, and like you know we're from this is AFL country, yeah, yeah This yeah. is back when Storm first arrived. This would have yeah. been like ninety seven, yeah, yeah, Lazarus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I told Dad, I was like, oh, Dad, Storm want me to come and train. Dad was just like, bah. <laughs> <laughs> just not, I'm not happening. I'm not taking you to Melbourne yeah. anyway. They, they need to. Uh, they need to win like eight premierships, and I'll start taking paying right. notice. They're almost there. I, I could have been a championship storm player. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah. Could have been. Uh, yeah, could have been anything, mate. But as I said, I haven't seen you play sport, but have seen you rap, <laughs> have seen you writing on the screen, um, and, and you, you know the, those uh, those skills are spread right across your um, your community. It's similar things happen around the world, you know, particularly in towns where you know the narrative is these people don't have it too good. Yeah, uh, I'd love to see it like. You know how, like, on Wikipedia pages, they have like alumni of yeah. For it'd, sure. be, it'd be interesting to see the alumni of these missions yeah. and like the families from these missions, from sure. like, you know, from from Kempsey to yeah, Moree yeah. to Will Kenya to Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke's a good example. They got buddy Eddie Gilbert bowled out Bradman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they didn't like that. <laughs> they talk about that. Yeah, they changed the laws to make sure he uh, he didn't play again. But you know, there's a lot of that kind of uh, stuff coming out of Sherbrooke. A lot of and you know, pastors count. They count. You know, a prominent pastor, that counts. Bro, well, Sir, Sir Doug Nichols, yeah. Uncle Doug, was a pastor as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's similar. Brooklyn do kind of do the alumni in the States. You know, they had Basquiat, Biggie, uh, all kinds of birthplace, sports. Birthplace of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Bernie Mike, Sanders. Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson's from Brownsville, the baddest man from Brownsville. <laughs> you know, like Bed-Stuy, obviously, big, yeah. you know, yeah. Marcy Projects. Yeah. You know, with um, with Jay Z, Hove. Yeah, yeah. I, I love. You know, that's one of the games we play. Like, you know, top five from the boroughs. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Which boroughs better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it always comes down to Queens and Queens and Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't know which one I prefer. I really do like Queens though. Mm. Like Nas, Fifty. <laughs> Jamaica Queens, bro. Fifty. <laughs> 50 yeah yeah um, right. and and look again spread his skill set across many different fields um <laughs> vitamin water especially his um <laughs> his social media but yeah like it's it's interesting to see like you know from all these adverse i guess situations mm. what kind of leadership they they kind of create you feel like excellence is kind of normalized well, you have to be excellent. Yeah. It's like, because if you don't, you get, and I think that kind of like intense, like, you know, that situation really creates like, like a lot of, you know, people with, um, with some good stick to mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, pressure makes diamonds. That's the flex. Yeah. Because I remember, and I'll probably mention this on the podcast before, standing out front of the Auckland Casino, I was rather refreshed. <laughs> and uh, there was this big bunch of kids wearing moleskins and RMs. And I said, what are you fucking Queenslanders doing here? <laughs> big bunch of them. They go, we're not Queen. We're from the South Island. <laughs> I go, wow, cool. South Island. You dress like, cause, and then I was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, all, you're all country. The first thing they said to me was, we're from the same town Richie McCaw's from. And I was like, <laughs> I know that there's so many people in the South Island saying that because that's all they got. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the excellence is kind of... Um, I mean, that's not all they've got, but like the excellence, that's their beacon. Whereas where you're from, you've got everyone. You've got yeah. every field. Yeah, color. there's all these different mm. like people achieving things in different yeah. 
And I think that kind of talked to like everything I wanted to do. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I could have a crack at that. Like I, I didn't, I didn't write an animation until I was on Groaning's yeah. show, Disenchantment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like not a lot of people cut their teeth at that level in LA. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in Malibu. <laughs> Do you think there's something in that though, in terms of um, you know where you grew up? There's a little fake it till you make it because you know you could have kind of come back quietly on a plane and never told anyone about that trip again. Yeah. Uh, but you just jumped on it. Yeah, I, I I just never you know at at that point I'd been like by that time anyway I was like nah mm-hmm. I'm on you know what I mean like I'm giving it a shot yeah. There was no reason to not have a crack. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That was always where I got to. Like, because I, I wasn't so much of a, a, a confident kid. Yeah, as I was performative. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I didn't really get the confidence until I was well into my music career. But you definitely had the attention seeker. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh bro. Oh bro. Hundred percent. I was a performative. I was a jerk. Yeah, yeah. I was a loudmouth. The entire family at Christmas just like, oh, here he goes. Here he goes. This, <laughs> this fucking kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was always, I was always performative, but like, you know, perform performance isn't always confidence. Mm. There's a thing that sets you apart that can allow you to get out there, but I don't think people realize when you're on stage, you know, when you're doing these things, how much control you actually have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it looks like you're walking on a tightrope, but yeah. up there, like, I'm pretty safe. And you've you've been on some stages where, I mean, obviously, you're at the point in your career now where people are rocking up to see you and they're paying to see you um, and they know what they're getting. <laughs> but early on in your career, probably the only black artist on the bill. Yeah. And you still kind of have to wrangle that crowd. Bro, I, I did that. Last year in Europe. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Oh, like, the hoods. Yeah. Hilltop hoods, yeah. I traveled Europe with the Hilltop hoods mm. as the opening act. <laughs> and like, it was like back to square one. Really? Yeah, but it was like, but it was like, I don't know, it was different. Mm-hmm. It was like if you put a professional fighter in the ring with like someone who didn't know he was a professional fighter. Yeah. <laughs> or an audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an audience who didn't know he was a professional fighter. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I felt like I was ready. Because yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I know this by the back of my head. Like, yeah. these guys don't know me from a bar of soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, majority. And it's like, I've done so many shows. They don't really understand English either. No. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. And they're like, they're, but they were so receptive. Yeah. Um, but like, they didn't know who I, who I was. Mm. Well, majority didn't. And so it's like, here's an opportunity to take a crowd that doesn't know me. I've been doing this for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Go in. Yeah. It was just me and a MIDI controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a laptop. Yeah, yeah. Old school. Old school. Like, yeah, that is very pub gig. Bro. Bro. <laughs> bro. Like with, with the full like, like having to use my comedy mm. skills as well. You know what I mean? Because it's like after a song, I had to kind of like, figure out how to walk back to my MIDI controller and load up the next song yeah. and like make it interesting so it just wasn't so jarring. So you're you're putting the next track on? Mm. That is some pub gig shit. Like Bro, you walk up to the laptop like, uh-huh, yep, yeah. just uh, click click. So like I I made the I made the MIDI controller like part of the show. Yeah, right. So like like if I held up the MIDI controller I'd be like everybody cheer for JT 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and everyone be like, ah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I made him part of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he had his own like little personality. <laughs> What's it like touring with those guys? You started your career probably in that world with the Bro, hip-top hoods. It was so funny, man, because like 10 years before it, they took me to Europe. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it's like out of nowhere, I'm back in Europe with my mates again. Yeah. And bro, like they're so seasoned. And like everybody's kind of old now too. It's polished? Including, oh, bro, they're like beyond polished. They know how to get out of each other's face after a gig. Bro, we all know how to do, mm. like, like everybody knows how to not press the buttons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. on these buses. And like, it's weird sleeping on a bus, man. It's weird. Five other blokes. It's not so much that. It's just like, I don't feel like I really slept mm. at all. Like I felt like I was kind of holding on in my sleep a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know a lot of people probably haven't slept on those on those you know bunks. Mm. You know, it's really it's really difficult. You feel every motion. Ah, oh, bro, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And like I was smart because like I picked the front 
bunks, which I learned halfway through are actually the bigger. Yeah, okay. And I was like, you fools. <laughs> now look, it is I. <laughs> the one who can stretch out a little bit more. <laughs> well, those guys are, I guess you'd say, mercenaries now. Bro, they are so tuned. Mm. Not to say they don't feel it, but they are tuned. You know what I mean? Like they are well-traveled. Tell me what happens on a tour like that because you've obviously done a few with a big bunch of with a big crew. You guys will pull up in a town. Uh, we've got six hours till the gig or, or the next day. You've got, we've got a day until we leave. Yeah. You don't go near each other? Uh, no. No, like we you'll do. Go, you'll go hang out again somewhere. Yeah, because, like, like, you know, we'll pull up and, like, yeah. some of us will – some dudes are like, you know, I'm just going to sit on the bus <laughs> and sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Now it's not moving, yeah. Because I'm like – I've never been to Prague. <laughs> I can't. I can't not see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you a rundown first. Like you, you'll pull up from the night before. You pull up somewhere. I'll look out my little curtain, and then I'll see where I am. And like sometimes it's like, oh, that's beautiful. Sometimes it's like, that's a homeless man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of homeless people, bro. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And then like, because I'm on first, that was a difference. The hoods didn't have to do sound check. I had to do sound check because, like, well, it's just me. Part of being the opening act, <laughs> bro. Yeah. So every day I had to go do sound check. So I, my, I'm a coffee fiend, dude. Mm -hmm. I need coffee. So the first thing I do is I get on my Wi-Fi, little portable Wi-Fi thing, <laughs> and I and I and I find a coffee spot, and then if it's you know within an hour walk, I'll just walk to it because I need to get off and get some blood. Yeah. Come back, set up merch. Set up, um, you know, meet the, meet the merch person, jump on stage, set up my stuff, do the sound check, wait around to do the show, do the show, pack up all my stuff. Then I'd drop all the files from the show, from my GoPro, do some social stuff, post that, jump back up on stage, close do, the do show. Do a song with them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the hoods. Jump off stage, grab as many water, water bottles as I could. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, bro, when you're on the road, that stuff is gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Water is gold on yeah. the road. <laughs> and then, like, back on the bus, off to the next city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some of, some of the drives were horrendous. It's a real job. Yeah, and then, like, we had to get on a ferry sometimes, too. Like, when we went to Dublin. Yeah. Dublin was lit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. And they would, I mean, they would have um, known you. They're across, I, I they're had, across world, like, music from around the world, so... I had like 18 hours in Dublin and that was some of the most fun yeah. I'd ever had in my whole life. That was so much, that was ready. Well, is it better performing in front of people who can understand English? I mean, I mean, obviously they all can understand to a degree mm. what they're listening to, but like every word's getting to these people. Yeah. I think it's like also like the difference just in our sense of humor mm. is very different from yeah. Germany yeah. or, or <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for making the show. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just feel like Dublin was way more ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get amongst it, you know what I mean. Well, drills going off in Dublin. It's going off right around the world. I mean, just hip hop in general has kind of been able to mature in a lot of countries outside of the US of late. England was one of the first, uh, kind of you know, off mainland North America, and then, and obviously you've seen you've seen it in Australia. It's matured in the last two years. You've seen. I mean, you guys, I guess, are looked at as pioneers. Yeah, definitely. I'm old now. Yeah, well, the hoods are older, but they, you kind of came up under them, mm. and then now there's a big crew coming up under you. Peripherally to all of you, there was a scene. Mm. I guess you can say there's a direct line of DNA between the hoods and you know some of these guys coming up now that are getting millions and millions of views on YouTube. Mm. But you know, for that peripheral thing, that that you know Aussie skip hop thing mm. isn't what these kids grew up thinking they were going to do. Nah, no, and it doesn't exist anymore. No. Nah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue wrap. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, it's it like yeah. and I said this a while ago. I was like, man, hip hop in Australia missed a lot of cues. Mm -hmm. Like, even when I was first getting into hip hop, like or into hip hop the hip hop industry or scene or whatever in mm -hmm. Australia, it it was very much kind of mirrored on the underground scenes of New York and, mm. and um, LA, Dilated Peoples and Nonfiction and all these kind of um, underground 
you know, rap stuff, all the raucous stuff was was pretty wild, but it was not, it was like, I don't know, it it didn't really speak to me wholeheartedly. It wasn't the whole picture of what I enjoyed. Yeah. And I just feel, I felt like it, it missed its cues. Like it missed, like it didn't have the public enemy moment. Yeah. And it didn't have, you know. Or the fuck the police moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It didn't have any of that. Yeah. Or like, if it did, it wasn't on that level. Mm. So it felt like the foundation wasn't that lit. And I, and I feel like that's why when we did AB original, we hit so hard because yeah. it was like, it was a, it was a piece missing. You were kind of burned down the house a bit too. That was a, yeah, that was yeah. part of it. Yeah. But I felt like there was that piece missing. It was like, there it is. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it was like way after, Yeah. but it, it was really like that, that piece of the puzzle, that, that place on the mantle. I'm sure you kind of cast a net over all of the real American hip hop fans living in Australia who just didn't see anything they liked in what Australia had to offer. Yeah, yeah. Until that point. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't <laughs> would say like it's it's not like we don't like yeah. Australian rap. It's just like we prefer this other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't so much like a lot of people were hating on it. Mm. You know, because like the Hilltop Hoods do stadiums, mm. multiple sold out stadiums. I know a lot of kids are on the buzz right now and, they, you know, it's like, bro, I don't know when we're going to see that again. Yeah. Like, that is phenomenal. They they slotted it. Bro, you yeah. can't, like, like yeah. they, they are beyond genre now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they are beyond it. Australia's Jurassic Park. No, <laughs> I fucked that up. Australia's Jurassic Five. <laughs> Clever guy. But also, also Jurassic Park. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're yeah. running their own asylum. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like it's like 1993. Yeah. All the dinosaurs are yeah. loose. Sam Neil, Newman. The, they're loose in the in the front paddock. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Australia's Jurassic Park. <laughs> Clever guy. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, though, when you look at it now and there's so much going on, you've got your uh, hooligan hefts with his trance kind of zip-zip, yeah. and then you've got the full-blown Adlai white boy kind of sad boy rap, yeah. which is refreshing in in, yeah. in any capacity. And then you've got, obviously, you know, all the Koori and Islander stuff that's yeah. popping off, and African. It, it just feels like it's all happened at once, and it just feels like it's just... What is going on? What, can you tell us what's happening from an industry perspective? Are they just like, whoa, miss those guys. They've got 10 million views. Didn't know about them until <laughs> 10 seconds ago. I think it's like finally it's catching up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the voices that need to be heard are being heard. Yeah. Like the way technology is now, it's a it's a more international. It, like there's, there's not many territories. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way people receive music, the way people find music mm. has changed. Like mm. when I was their age – Old man Briggs. Yeah, I was selling CDs yeah. out of the back of me Falcon. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean, like the Wagga Sporties, bro. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like you know, waves. Yeah. But, but but you know what I mean, like my thing is like, I give a salute to Cursor mm-hmm. for really being the dude. I feel like who really kind of pioneered that. Mm. You know, like told these kids you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Do anything other than you. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Cursor was like the the first dude that I, you know, could take notice of that was like doing it his way, you know, billboards and doing it big and like I loved it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he he wasn't necessarily and not doing it with anyone else too. That's no, the, no, that's just the, with his brother, right? <laughs> yeah. And like your brother and a security guard. Yeah. <laughs> like what a good team. Yeah. I'd watch that show. Yeah. I'd watch that show. But like I just feel like that's dope. Yeah. Because like you know we make completely different tunes, mm. but. You know, my appreciation for him is there a hundred percent, and like, and recognizing his success as his own is really important because I feel like he gave a lot of juice to a lot of these dudes coming up on that YouTube world. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like the one fours hitting all these notes that they're yeah. hitting now, and hooligan hefts. All these dudes who are doing great numbers and doing yeah. amazing things. It's like, like this is just the next wave. Yeah. But there's always going to be another one. Yeah. We were the wave once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm. it's just like I just hope the boys are getting their money right, mm. holding it down, and and being smart, and you know, looking at building, a, you know, their enterprise, building their business. You yeah. know what I mean? And we take a break from this interview to give you a heads up on another podcast. If you like Batuta Advocate, if you like Hello Sport, 
And if you like the great cricket or you like anything like that, if you like listening to AM broadcasts of cricket and rugby league, then you're going to love this podcast. Lunch with Lee, short stories over a long lunch. Shane Lee, former Australian cricket sensation, a legend of pyjama cricket. Shane Lee sits down with local and international guests who have reached the top of their fields and they share their stories about the heady highs and the dismal lows of life. So grab a cold one, relax, and enjoy your weekly lunch with Lee. Do you think there is a little bit, um, and, and we'll start talking about the other work you've done in a second, but do you think there is a little bit of right now everyone in the actual music industry, we're talking the like red-nosed suits at the very top, are as aware of this as everyone else is? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Like they would have to be aware of these guys pulling a million views in a week or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So like someone's going to tell them. But do they know what it means? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a whole nother question. Cause like, you know, it's a, it's a buzz at the moment. Everybody's on. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of when it was all popping off back in like the early 2000s. Yeah. You know, for us. Yeah. It's like everybody was a rapper. Hoods are getting sunset at Splendor. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And it was all starting to build. You know what I mean? And, mm. From the hoods, there was like you know all these other obese and then, yeah, all, yeah, there was all these other dudes who were coming up, and that's just the nature of the game. Yeah, you know, but like, do the people like? I don't think the people up top really appreciated that. Yeah, until much later. Yeah, until they get a sterilized version of that. Who's a white kid who? Yeah, <laughs> drilling. Yeah. Like bro, like Elvis. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, Elvis or Eminem. You, you yeah. just, just wait. You just got to wait for the FIFO driller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Kieran, yeah. Kieran, one four. Ke- Kieran, the FIFO driller coming through. Yeah, but yeah, like, man, I don't feel like the people at the top, top. You know, it it shows in like in all of our entertainment. Yeah. Like, I've just seen a new. They rarely catch fire though. They rarely catch a fire in their hand. Yeah, it's always a little bit late. Yeah, but like, but just look at the entertainment and stuff that we have. It's like. Paul Hogan, yeah. he's got a TV show. Like, you know, yeah. no one asked for that. There was a lot of time warp. I didn't ask for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the old guard in Australia is still very much. Well, they're older now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're even older where it's like, I mean, you could They just have, don't die. You could have the funniest. <laughs> you could have the funny. I mean, Paul Hogan was found, I guess, the, the yarn is he was found. He was working on the Harbour Bridge. You could have a 23-year-old bloke working on the Harbour Bridge right now, but they're not going to look at him this time because they know what they like. You know what I mean? You could there could be a, the funniest bloke in Australia right now. The funniest woman in Australia could be working in a mitre ten in Logan, but they're not going to get found because they're going with safe bets. Yeah, and um, well, Paul Hogan's still doing it, so why would we get another one? <laughs> why why do we need that that badger tradie bloke? Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> we've yeah. already got a Paul Hogan. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Paul's decided to fly back from Venice Beach. Why the <laughs> hell would we go look for something yeah, else? Why would we get the other guy? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just says a lot. You know, I know Ronnie Chang loves it. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie Chang does run that. He does run that angle. It's like, yeah, it's like it's Ronnie, tried, Ronnie, tried Ronnie. and true. I mean, he, he is right in the sense that the ABC would gladly run Monty Python episodes again every night if it, if it meant like, yeah, and it probably would get the same numbers on the ABC, right? <laughs> I get it again. Yeah, again and again. But yeah, there's not much investment in the things coming up, which is what a lot of people have kind of found. And, and sometimes that talent, you know, they go and get jobs. Um, Bro. And, 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 and everyone misses them. And then suddenly they go to America and it's like, you think you're too good for Australia. Yeah, like, no, yeah. you didn't think I was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that definitely does happen. I mean, I'm trying to think of the example who did that. Just, I mean, I guess. Rebel. <laughs> Rebel, Iggy, you know. But uh, Iggy was more of an experiment uh, but for Iggy, America. Iggy wasn't like. She didn't come through the. She's not a creator. No, no, no. She's a bum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, she doesn't. She didn't even write her own stuff. I mean, Gang, Gang of Youth is an example of that. They, yeah. went, they went overseas. They went to London just to work with people who could see that they were coming up. And it, Shout out to Dave. Yeah, yeah, he's been a guest on here before. Big love. Now, tell us when you were a sweaty <laughs> mid-20s bachelor rolling through. Scumbag. Yeah, rolling through hip-hop pubs. Yeah. Not clubs. Hip-hop pubs. Pubs. In, uh, in rural New South Wales and Victoria. Your mind was in hip hop at that point. You were a rapper for the rest of your life. Was that how it was, mm. or you kind of saw yourself diversifying? <clears throat> no, because you certainly looked like you were going to be a rapper for the rest of your life. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, before I went to the show, I would have been knocking long necks back in the car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like really living up to that stereotype. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, you had the chin strap with a little goatee. Yeah, yeah. I, I look like I look like a complete like terror squad member. Yeah. I look like a complete like I got the terror squad chin strap in yeah. the fan mail. You're you know leaning, what I mean? You're leaning back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> working on my lean back. Yeah, like I I don't know, like I, when you're that age, like you, you, you don't really think too much about the future. I don't think mm. like well, none of my mates really did. Anyone who's got a five year plan at twenty is lame, you know, in yeah. the eyes of everyone, and no one does. No, unless you're an investment <laughs> and, banker. Yeah, unless you're unless you're born to rule, uh, you know. Member of the Young Libs, you'll, <laughs> you know, I will have pre-selection in West Melbourne by the time I'm twenty four. <laughs> like, not many people think like that. No, no. So, like, yeah, I was not thinking too, f- and like, I'm living check to check and show to show, and couching, surfing, yeah, couch surfing. So, like. I was just operating, man, and trying to trying to live, like just trying to like. I was nice on the microphone. I knew that mm-hmm. I could rock a show. Yep. Knew that, and I was just trying to ascend to the next rap level yeah. here, whatever that was. Did you become a slashy, like a you know a diverse talent, be before or after the AB album? Uh, before it, yeah, before it, because like I kind of cut my teeth writing my film clip treatments. Yeah, right, and. So Bad Apples, you were well and truly a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you were doing those video clips. I mean, we all remember the Bad Apples video clip was- Yeah. And you, you, I remember you'd done that like a Western. Yeah. Which was different for, for especially hip hop in Australia at that time. But it makes sense yeah. for where I was from. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're certainly not an urban artist. No. <laughs> not urban at all. Um, I didn't cut my teeth writing scripts until black comedy. Yeah. Because I was always like pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That was one of my, you know, good traits. Yeah, yeah. and 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 volatile, I, aggressive, flaky, unreliable, but <laughs> but funny, funny, <laughs> funny sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> On my day, <laughs> no, but I, I knew how to um, I knew how to put together an idea for stories and yeah. stuff. So like, and I guess like being a storyteller for so long, you kind of gather and a knack for it. But also like my heroes wrote movies too. Yeah, you know, Ice Cube, Ice T. Yeah. you know, all these dudes. Like, and I love movies and i love sketch comedy yeah like Chappelle. you know what i mean and and i was big into comedy i mean you were also of a golden generation where the kids had simpsons on every night bro everyone had that had um, to. and that was like it that wasn't low rent either to have that on primetime television that was some of the best writers in the world you had conan you bro know, groaning the man yeah josh weinstein and bill oakley yeah david x colin john schwartzwalder all these great minds and like you know, I watched every episode of The Simpsons one time when they first started releasing them on DVD. Yeah. I watched every episode with the director's commentary on. <laughs> That's how I learned how yeah. the show was ran. Yeah, yeah. That's how I knew who did what. Because mm. I was like, how does this show work? It's my favorite show. Mm. I'm going to learn. Yeah. And I watched every ep- director's commentary on. When Twitter came about, I started following like the producers mm. and the writers of The Simpsons because I was like, Twitter, who do you follow? Yeah. Writers. And I was like following them and then one followed me back and it was Josh Weinstein. Yeah. And he was like, Lock your music. I was like, sick. Is this yeah. Josh Weinstein from The Simpsons? And he's yeah. like, Yeah. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I started I started breathing through my teeth and and typing back on my iPhone four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but but yeah, like that's how it started mm. for me. Like my work for disenchantment. Yeah, right. And you would have had rappers also. Yeah, just, like when Ice T. So Ice T, that came out of nowhere. No, out of nowhere. no one put him onto you. I don't know who put him on to me or yeah. how he found it. Yeah, you don't know how that happened. No, but he posted it and was like, "This is that real shit." Yeah, right. And I was like, Psh. "Yeah, bro, that's you know praise from Caesar, dude. Yeah, like yeah. that's one of the goats, man. Well, one of the absolute original Ice T, man. Yeah, like yeah. one of the." Godfathers, actual creators and godfathers of gangster rap. Yeah, yeah. Like that's nuts. Mm. You can, you don't get props like that. Nah. And, and like he get to open for him when he comes here, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, bro, bananas. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like this dude. He's, he's also SVU. <laughs> yeah, bro. Shit's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> nasty. Yeah. A motherfucking iced tea, bitch. <laughs> what did he say to you when he when he when he hit you up to open for him? Because we started following on Twitter. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm trying to come out to Australia with body count. Yeah. Right, right. It's like, it'd be great. I'd be like, man, I'd love to do that. Mm. Like, that's all it was. And then, like, my friend who was, like, the showrunner, 
for it. Like I was like, yo, Ice wants me on, mm. or us, you know, AB on for um, body count. Mm. It was like, bada bing, bada boom, it's done. Yeah, right. And then like you know, every night hanging out with Ice T, it was crazy. Like you know, we were doing sound check, and he came up right to the front barrier while we were doing sound check. Me and Charles, I'd never been so like low key intimidated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is Tracy. He's got a coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like, this is like. You know, this is like ice cold Tracy. Yeah. And man, it was like. On your toes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, now we really got to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he like started crip walking to one of the joints and oh, I was right. like, ah, oh, man, look, all yeah. right, I'm going to take a seat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as you, you said before, you, you feel like a bit of an old head now and that's only because the kids coming through now are like 14. Yeah. But um, you also, when you diversify yourself across a lot of fields, I mean, a lot of the stuff you're doing is you're just doing stuff. You know, en- enchantment is not yeah. black comedy. You know what I mean? But you've done you've done black comedy, and mm. you've done you've done the um, you know the, the 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 black rap album. You've done the AB original album, and you kind of find yourself in this world. Uh, this is from the outside looking in, anyway, where people look at you as almost the the youth voice that you know, like you, you get presented as a, uh, I mean, an activist. You yeah. know what I mean? A, a youth activist because, like, there's old guards everywhere, but p- predominantly the um, probably because I'm a little bit younger than them. Yeah, yeah. Probably because you're a little bit younger than them, you kind of get the call up, and and you know, and there's uh, men and women in in that space. There's lawyers. There's people with all kinds of different angles. There's mm. health professionals. But I guess you're the media trained artist. Yeah, writer. I think I, I I give a good quote. Yeah. Give a good good soundbite. Yeah, 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 I got a good soundbite, yeah, and yeah. I, I kind of fly off at the handle real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Give us something red hot. <laughs> it's all yeah. the stuff you want. Yeah, but uh, you know, it was interesting during the Black Lives Matter movement when it really kicked off a couple months back. You published a uh, you know a, a note online in solidarity with the you know African American community, and um, that was probably before it had become global. It before you know that was still when it was very much Minneapolis mm. at that point. There was a lot more to come. We're not definitely not yeah. saying that you were the reason for that, but that was kind of shared around a lot, and yeah. a lot of people kind of look to you in those moments. How how do you kind of handle that kind of? Uh, that's a bit more than being the rap guy that can offer advice. Yeah, yeah. I think because like I wasn't going to say anything because mm. I felt like a lot of people had already said mm. what I needed, what I thought. Like I'd, I'd just be like you know rehashing and retelling someone else's story, but. So like I waited for a little while to really think about it and then I thought to myself, it's like, you know, I've got a lot of good mates from the States, my black friends in the States that are, they might appreciate, you know, a message like that just to know that they're heard. Cause I think that's like where a lot of the frustration, you know, the violence is, can erupt from is like when you just feel like you're being ignored. Yeah. It's like, how long can you be ignored by it? So it's like, it's really, I feel like for me as well, in those moments, just to know that you are reaching people yep. and that other places are paying attention, it does mean something. But I also wanted to bring it back home for here because it's like, it. sometimes it feels like Black Lives Matter is an American thing. It's a global brand. You know what I mean? It's like, we've had our protests every year for so long yeah. oh yeah you know what I mean and like, people haven't not seen them yeah <laughs> right we've shut down the city yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like or cities 80s, you know yeah and so like I wanted to remind people that it's like we have our own homegrown protests like don't look at America mm. so shocked when people are dying in custody yeah in Australia I posted a black tile mostly because Chuck D did it yep like Chuck D did it, and I was like, I take a lot of cues from Chuck D. He's yeah. one of my, he's one of my heroes. He, is, he, uh, he he pioneered those moments you were talking about earlier. Yeah, and so like so I did it because Chuck D did it, and but the next day I posted a thing that was like, what are you doing today? You know, you posted your black tile yesterday. You know, what's your relationship with Indigenous Australia today, mm. or is it just a brand exercise for you, or just a club? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you feel like a bit like, oh, I better not, I better post this, otherwise everyone's going to think I'm a racist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what More I mean? More respect not posting one if you don't mean it. 100%. Yeah. Like, and even if you don't, even if it's not about like not meaning it, yeah. even if you don't know where you fit yeah, you and, you, and you don't feel comfortable posting this because maybe you don't feel like 
you understand enough to stand in solidarity. Like a lot of people are still figuring this shit out. Yeah. And like sometimes you just have to have a little bit of patience and let them figure this shit out if they're trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like there's always this thing of like I'd, I'd rather someone stand back and be like, you know what? This is your moment to talk. I'm just going to stand back here and not post a black tile. Yep. You know you know what I mean? Like the, I reckon one of the best things I've seen out of this is when like the Selena Gomez's and Taylor Swift's or whatever were lending their um, Instagram accounts yeah. to um, activists. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's a good moment. Yeah. Like, you know, that's something that I feel like can shift, yeah. um, you know, thoughts and – because, like, look at their audience, right? But, but you remember 2016, they were, were talking about the Black Lives. It was actually written off in mainstream media in America that the Black Lives Matter movement were fringe and they were, like, radical. Yeah. And over the last couple of months, that's now a household word. And it's not – there's no radical about it. There's just – it's a movement and it's a, it's something in the, in the psyche around the world. What, what's interesting to me, though, is, like, does that resonate here or is Black Lives Matter – an American thing. So, yeah. the, so like, do mm. Australians recognize it as black lives mattering here, indigenous lives, yeah. or this is this solely about America and, yeah. and George? Like, it's like the difference of like, is this the UK office or the American office? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's like, which brand is it? Cause like we've had deaths in custody here mm. and like, you know, Australia as a collective has a really good, has a really good way to, um, uh, you know, history, and pattern of being pretty dismissive. Yeah. Deflect. Well, you shouldn't have got in trouble with the police mm. then, then you wouldn't have died in custody. One of the great <laughs> one of the great headlines that I saw during the uh, Black Lives Matter movement was by Hard Times, which is like the <laughs> like the hard rock kind of uh, newspaper satire in the States. And they posted a photo of the Minneapolis police station burning and the headline was, Well, maybe the police station shouldn't have broken the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but that's what I mean. Like, it, it'll be interesting for me to see, like, how, you know, I guess that's the cynic in me as well. Is like, mm. how much, well, how much Black Lives Matter do Australians yeah. like resonate, like reflect that here, or yeah. or is that an American brand to them? I think there were a lot of stats that rocked a lot of kind of Joe six packs sitting at home. Like a lot of people were like, you know, those numbers that Indigenous activists have been. Talking about waving signs about, yeah. But now did, they're but now they're on to... like a little a little square with a color, and it's like it's really easy to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess nice. I guess they're just engaged. But I, yeah, that's an interesting point. Is Black Lives Matter American in the eyes of uh, the quiet Australia? Yeah, and I think like you know I also like you know I, one thing around is like I, I try not to demonize people who are late mm. to the to the party. You know what I mean? As long as they aren't trying to walk into the party and own the party and yeah. be like this is. This is horrendous, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, one thing, like, here's, here's an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. You guys like Oasis? <laughs> but um, one thing, like, for me, like, I'm not saying everybody has to do this, but myself, I'm trying to be a little bit more patient with people who probably haven't caught up. Yeah. Because, you know, the education system failed and continues to fail black followers. But also in the same, you know, horrendously but also at the same time they fail other students as well by not teaching them the truth yeah um, i mean that the black lives matters movement you'd argue that's one of the things they're fighting to have so many australians just find out the other day that australia had slavery that was really bro, really the, weird the prime minister yeah like what was blackbirding yeah yeah <laughs> huh? that, that and that that is all part of it you know revisionist history or just or just you know half told history but Speaking of what what you're saying here is that, you know, gently kind of uh, bringing this conversation to people, you know, who who are trying to learn. Is AB doing another album? Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of gentle. uh, Yeah. I can promise you, like, we definitely are. But it's not, like, it's probably not the album for those people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's not so gentle. Nah. Like, that's that's not what we make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, me and Charles, we can't not work on it. Yeah. We talk to each other all the time, every yeah. day. Yeah. We're always working on something. Yeah. It's like everything that it's just like everything that we make or everything that we made over the last couple of years since. It just hadn't been it was cool for then, but it's like, is this what we wanna Yeah. It's like, no, nah, not yet. We don't have to adhere to 
conventions of industry or anything like that. We make what we want when we want. That's how we did the last one. Yeah. So it'll drop when it's ready to drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just because you brand a cop car doesn't mean we're going to make an album. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Come on, hurry up. Yeah, come Black, on. Black Lives Matter is nearly over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you do have your own stuff coming out. And we, we started the show with the plug for the book, Our Home, Our Heartbeat. But you've got, uh, you actually, as of the weekend, you dropped a new video clip. Yeah, Go to War with Thelma Plum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we dropped the video and it was dope. You know what I mean? Like to be able to talk to the idea of Black Fellows walking in two different worlds mm-hmm. and the idea of the, the palatable black mm-hmm. and what that is. Yep. Australia seems to like us mm. when we are, you know, dancing and oak it up and practicing culture yeah. and um, being true Aboriginals. Unless it's during a football match. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> he didn't Not, need to do that. He didn't he, need to do that. I don't think that was necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. We had two documentaries to explain that. To yeah. Us. To, like why that was okay. And yeah, like, you know, the, the idea that it's like they like us on buildings but not in buildings. Yeah. You know, these gigantic portraits and stuff of black followers around, but like look at the employment rates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's great. Mm. Gigantic portraits, sick. Yeah. Bondi. Bondi Surf Club's got an Aboriginal flag at the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean Lit. there's no black lifeguards down there. There is on black comedy though, that's a good skit. Yeah. <laughs> but like but but you you know what I mean? Like the idea of like they like us on the building, but not in the building. Yeah. I, th- I feel like if Australia collectively was able to recognize these stats as racist, mm. because like ra- racism feels like for a lot of people, like almost like this mythical energy and name calling and yeah. not this real tangible thing. But when matter of fact, it really is like yeah. when you can look like the biggest killer of, of indigenous Australians, isn't the police, it's the health system. Yeah. Like that's where we die. I guess that's not as romantic. You know, and it's a bigger job. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, it's any less important because it's horrible because people have a duty of care to make sure that people survive yeah. and and make it, you know, through this and make it through these things. Like, that's not... And one thing that helps that, one thing that helps, you know, fix that problem in certain communities is having black doctors. Yeah. 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 And, like, the education reform. Yeah. And, and all those kinds of things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it just feels like... There's there's so much to talk to, you know, and th- that's what I try to do in like a lot of my videos and work from Shep Life to now. It's like how many ways can I, you know, address these issues? Mm. You know, even with Life is Incredible, talking yeah. about the death m- mortality rate. You know what I mean? Like, you know, real barn burning, you know, laugh, barrels and laugh stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> real hilarious well, things. Know, it was a good clip. <laughs> <laughs> but But you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what the video talks to about the you know how exhausting it can be to exist in mm. these two worlds as well. Yeah. And you know kind of asking the audience it's like you know what's your idea of what an indigenous person is and they like us when we're dancing and painted up but you turn your nose up at the at the bloke on the street yeah. because you know you're not sure what his connection to his identity and his community and his culture is. Yeah. So there's a bigger picture to the video as well, yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're putting those messages out in a lot of different channels. I mean, you got you got the music, you got you got the book, you got your writing. When are you going to write your? Uh, you know, you might even write your your own adult fiction uh, sooner <laughs> or later. <laughs> Young adult fiction. <laughs> Briggs Austin. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Black. Yeah. <laughs> every every shade was blacker than the last. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, it's a big year for Briggs. Uh, thank you for joining us. Today on the uh, the Tudor Advocate Radio Show, we hope Errol is all right. Um, Give him my best. Will do, and um, yeah, good luck with the with the new music to come. Appreciate it. Cheers. Never throw shots while you're living with your mother 